This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on Sports Hub Triad. And now, on with the show. Showtime. You're on The Drive with Josh Graham on Sports Hub Triad. Literally minutes before the radio mics turned on today, I finished my March Madness bracket, but before we get to that, who I have in my final four and Elite Eight, this tweet from Ross Martin of Inside Carolina, Robert. Source, UNC head coach Roy Williams' order from Jersey Mike Subs is a tuna fish salad on white bread, a white bread sub roll, with white American cheese. Your thoughts? That's a good sandwich. Do you say uh, Jimmy John's or Jersey Mike's? Oh, it's Jersey Mike's. I mean, he's got the big money. You see what him and Wanda put into UNC. He's got the money for it. But white cheese, all you have to do is throw a little olive vinegar, maybe some onions on there, and I'd be on it. I'd probably eat it without yeah, that, honestly. We need more information if it's Mike style or not, which would explain everything you just covered there. But we'll keep you posted on that important story in a bit. Denzel Perryman, who we highlighted during the season, right before the trade deadline, being a player Carolina should target to potentially replace Tahir Whitehead, who was a disaster last year, has signed with the Carolina Panthers, former L.A. Charger. That was according to Jeremy Fowler, now made official with the league year starting an hour and change ago. So a lot going on, unusual questions in just a bit. Let's get to the bracket, though. In the Elite Eight, Starting with the top left west region, I have Gonzaga in the Elite Eight going up against the Iowa Hawkeyes. It is number one versus number two. Very chalky there. I'm, of course, going with Gonzaga because we've already seen this movie. Gonzaga wiped the floor with the the, uh, Hawkeyes back in December, and they're the better basketball team, more consistent. Iowa can't get a stop when it matters most. The Zags are on to the Final Four. Baylor. I have them against Texas Tech in the top right south region on your bracket. Yes, Texas Tech advancing this far. I'm going to value toughness, coaching, and experience more than anything else. Let's not forget two years ago, the last time there was a tournament. Chris Beard's team advanced to the championship game, and if it wasn't for DeAndre Hunter hitting a three in the final minute or so to tie that game up and force overtime. We could be talking about Texas Tech being champs in Lubbock. The year before that, they overachieved and made the Elite Eight. This is a really good program with a really good coach. I think Texas Tech could be a dark horse getting all the way to the Elite Eight. That's how I have it scripted. Baylor beat Texas Tech twice in the regular season. I think they make it three times, and they're on to the Final Four. Really cool, Josh. You got two number one seeds in the final four. Good talk. Now things change up a bit. Number one seed, Illinois, in the bottom right Midwest region, facing number three seed, West Virginia. I'm going to go with the Mountaineers, Bob Huggins, getting to the final four because I think West Virginia, a little bit more experienced. They're certainly deeper. An incredibly deep West Virginia team. And I think offensively they're going to outscore the Illini. This is a big stage for uh, for Illinois. They, they haven't been there. Their coach hasn't been to this stage before. These players haven't been there. West Virginia's played in a number of big games. They've been hardened in the Big 12. The Big 12 doesn't get nearly as much attention as the Big 10, even though I think they've had just as good of a year. They're just not as big of a conference literally to have as many NCAA tournament teams. West Virginia, don't forget, they're the only team this season that's played Gonzaga to a single-digit game. They don't play defense the same way they normally do. It's not press Virginia, but it is a really high-scoring team. West Virginia upsets Illinois to get to the Final Four. And in the last of the regions, we're going to the East region. I got Florida State beating Michigan to get to the Elite Eight. Isaiah Liver still concerned about that injury. FSU, 
They've been to bigger stages than Jawan Howard in this group has. Chondi Brown included his time at Wake Forest, never making the tournament. I think FSU has just enough to get to the Elite Eight, but that's as far as they get because Texas, not Alabama, Texas in a 3-4 matchup in the regional final punches its tickets to the final four. Shaka Smart going to the final four again. This would be his second trip. Went one time with VCU. You're talking about experienced players. It's Jones. It's Coleman. It's Ramey. They got a true big that you really have to worry about. Brenda Marks was telling us this, that they, they, they have ready-made post players. They're tough. Texas to the Final Four over Florida State. Okay. In the Final Four. Staying with Texas. They're facing Gonzaga. Great run for the Longhorns. It ends there. Gonzaga, they're going to win the game. They're probably going to win it big. Extra prep, they'll be ready to go. Baylor, West Virginia. In the regular season, they only met once, Robert. We were looking forward to this game. It was postponed a couple of times. We finally got it. It was in, I think it was at Baylor, but it might have been in Morgantown. I can't remember. But it was classic. It was the best game of the regular season. It went to overtime. Just both teams throwing haymakers here. I think it's going to be a great game again. I'm going with Baylor to the national title game. I think Gonzaga and Baylor are the two best teams in college basketball this season. We're going to have an incredible championship game, but there's a reason why I take Baylor, or excuse me, Gonzaga against the field. It's because in situations like this, they win the game. They were supposed to play each other back in December, but because of COVID, the game didn't get made. We didn't know that until the day of where teams were showing up to the arena uh, showing up to the arena early. Gonzaga, Baylor, that's the national title game. The Zags are cutting down nets. There you go. That's my final four. Two ones, two three seeds. The ones beating each other in the title game, and I'm taking the Zags, just like everybody else is. Moving things along. We heard from Garrison Brooks earlier today. Your thoughts welcome on Twitter at SportsUpTriad, 336-777. One six hundred. Trying to figure out what exactly the Tar Heels have been doing with free time. You show up and you have to quarantine in your room. I think you have to do so for two days per NCAA policy. So what do you do when you're cooped up in your room and you're having food brought to your door? Garrison Brooks tells us. Yeah, I watch plenty of movies. So I pretty much been in my room just watching movies. Uh, dudes been playing cards in the hallway. I mean. So it's pretty much been kind of just hanging out in the hallway, not been in each other's rooms. But, I mean, everybody pretty much doing their own thing. Since you bring up the movies, I've got to know what movies you've been watching. And are you a movie guy? Most definitely movie guy. Uh, yesterday, I watched Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. So that pretty much took up the whole day. So, I mean, I pretty much love movies. That's, that's, my, that's my thing. It's a high-level press conference we got going here. Thank you, Steve Kirshner. I guess that qualifies as another unusual question, doesn't it? We're going to play unusual questions in about five minutes. I started thinking, how long is Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 combined? Robert, Spider-Man 1, 2 hours, 1 minute. Spider-Man 2, 2 hours, 15 minutes. Spider-Man 3, 2 hours, 36 minutes. When you add that all together... Not great at math here, but it's six hours and 52 minutes of movie that Garrison Brooks watched by watching Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. And Spider-Man 3 is terrible. There's no reason why that should be two hours and 36 minutes. You could have watched Gone with the Wind with all that time. <laughs> Probably could have. So that's what the Tar Heels are doing with free time. Have you ever sat back and decided, I'm going to binge a trilogy, whether it be Star Wars, a handful of Harry Potters, I don't know, maybe Lord of the Rings. That's one that's facing me. I'm going to rewatch the Lord of the Rings trilogy sometime. That's probably going to take a lot more than six hours and 52 minutes. Yeah, I think that's like 11 hours. If It depends if you watch the extended or not. Uh, I had a bunch of really nerdy friends in college, so we would do that all the time. 
Lord of the Rings. We watched uh, all the Harry Potters, but it wasn't at one time. It was over like three days. Uh, any any sci-fi stuff like that. I think I've done it with Star Wars, too. I'm looking at this. Holy bleep, man. It's 11 hours and 44 minutes. Yeah, it's a lot. But watching the trilogy. My favorite Lord of, of the, the sci-fi stuff. I could watch those three any day. One of these movies is four hours and 11 minutes. Long. Yeah, Return of the King, right? Or is it... Yeah, it is Return of yeah, the King. Yeah, the four, last one's the longest. Four hours and 11 minutes? I mean, Imagine the gall. The gall. Making us sit there for four hours and 11 minutes. I enjoy it, though. At no point during that movie am I like, damn, like, it's Aragorn, true. can you knock it out? <laughs> like, this this show's three hours, and I sit through the whole, this whole thing every day. Four-hour show. Aragorn. It's not Aragon. It's it, Aragorn. It is not Aragon. That's the dragon. Ah, oh, Not okay. from Lord of the Rings, either, from a whole different franchise. That's Harry Potter? Nope, that's the Aragon, the last dragon, like, this... Nobody in, in Lord of the Rings is Aragon. In honor of Roy Williams, and I guess Garrison Brooks now, we'll play Unusual Questions. Send them in. Unusual Questions you might have. Next on The Drive. Providing you with the latest sports news, commentary, and analysis. Plus tips on how to cheat at bingo. Oh, 69. Bingo! You're on The Drive with Josh Graham on Sports Hub Triad. We didn't talk about this last week, but this would have fit in nicely at the Greensboro Coliseum for the ACC tournament. A little bit of 3-6 Mafia. It seemed like the entire playlist they had during timeouts, even during action when there were stoppages of play, that they, uh, they had mid-2000s hip-hop songs playing the entire time. You had Nuck If You Buck, that was playing. You had that song you just played there. I, I, is it Stay High? What's it called? Stay Fly. Stay Fly. Uh, number of songs uh, that they included. They had In the Club, 50 Cent. A lot of songs from uh, the mid-2000s that were playing there. Judging by... Oh, no, this isn't the NCAA tournament. This is the ACC tournament. It's the ACC tournament. I was going to say, if it was week. the NCAA tournament, then it was probably that they didn't have the internet to play a Spotify, and they were just playing music off of someone's iPod Nano. They were doing that, actually. So it, that's why this music was from then. Well, it's because the it, music they had on that Nano it was from 2006. I know it wasn't a Nano, but at one point, I heard they got a message. I heard it over the Coliseum speaker when I was walking into... Uh, walking onto the floor, I heard a ding that somebody uh, got a message, which is tough, which is tough. Usually they have the DJ, but with minimal capacity, I don't think you needed that at the Coliseum. Let's play a game that we introduced a few weeks ago and Roy Williams got mad at a question that I asked uh, that we call unusual questions. But last week, guys, everybody made it out that I got mad at Josh and I left the press conference. That's not right. I thought it was an unusual question, and it's okay. It's time for Unusual Questions with Josh Graham. Send in your unusual questions you want answered. Like this one sent in to me last week after we did this segment. This comes from Jamie. After Robbie Anderson did not recognize Sir Purr from last year, is it going to become Panthers policy to have incoming new Panthers introduced to Sir Purr? It's a good question. Denzel Perryman just signed with the Panthers. You have Cam Irving. Are they going to be introduced to Sir Purr to prevent a what's that bear doing situation in 2021? That would be a great social media thing for them to work on. Like, all the new players, they ask them questions from, like, Panthers history. What's the name of this mascot, obviously? Do you think you'd do all right with basic Panthers trivia? Probably not. Like, who was their first head coach? No idea. Dom Capers. Who was... I feel like these are very usual questions for you and not so unusual. 
if you're asking me trivia. <laughs> it's unusual. We're not generally doing trivia questions on the air. How about you throw a unusual question out there? Does it tick anybody off? Maybe it's just me. Uh, when you're ordering food and they're like, cash your card, obviously I'm paying with a card. Uh, you're giving them all the info, so you're going through your card number, and you want to get a little ahead of them. You're like, oh, date on it? I got it. Without this card's good through. Oh, three numbers on the back? You got it. And there's that awkward pause. Zip code. Why do you need my zip code? You don't always ask me for this. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. They never you, ask me for the zip code. Are you stealing my info? Listen, Stephen from Jimmy John's. I will end you. <laughs> Is this you trying to balance it out because we figured out what Roy's Jersey Mike subs uh, order was last no, segment? It, it's because I ordered Jimmy right. John's today. And In some way, we're going to incorporate Quiznos subs. At some point of today's show, we're going to do that. And are there any other sub chains we're forgetting? How about Jason's Deli? You get something close to that with that Beamer Tire and Auto ad. I think that's as close as we're going to get to Quiznos today. How's the song go? Uh, Quiznos subs, they're nice and toasty. Quiznos subs, I love them. But in like a rat's voice. Can you give me a little bit of the, the Quiznos subs, they're nice and toasty! That's right, that's right. Uh... <laughs> I got an unusual question here. 336-777-1600 if you want to play along. Um, why is it frowned upon for men to wear yoga pants, but not during football games? Take your Baltimore Ravens, for instance. One of their best looks is the road white jersey, and then the black pants are glorified stretchy yoga pants. Not frowned upon for Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. Why is it frowned upon for Josh Graham and Robert Walsh to wear comfy yoga pants that fit to our figure? Well, because they're tight for athletic reasons. Ours would be tight so you could do what? Show your giblets off around the office? I'm glad you don't or pull Or just the... to be comfortable. I don't think it would be that comfortable. I think it's comfortable to women because they don't have an appendage between their legs I to tote you. around. So, like, if we were here in yoga pants, that thing would be pressed against us like a hot leg of salami all day. False. I remember I wore yoga pants one time losing a bet to the state fair, and it was comfortable. It was a comfortable evening for yours truly. I have friends that wear them to the gym, but I, I don't think anybody wears them around. Like We could just wear shorts or something, you know? But wear yoga pants. By all means, wear them in here. I definitely won't have anything to say about it. <laughs> Another question sent in here. Uh, what advice would Dabo have for Deshaun Watson during this difficult time? Let me think about that for a second. Hmm. I got a feeling Dabo might say, come close to home. Maybe you can play for the Carolina Panthers. Two states, one team, am I right? Never has Carolina or Panther fans in North Carolina been happier to claim South Carolina than the, the conversation. Oh, yeah. Deshaun definitely wants to play for the Panthers because he's a part of the Carolinas. I've never heard more people from North Carolina be happy to claim South Carolina as part of the Carolinas, air quote, than with the Deshaun Watson discussion. So maybe Dabo might say that. Or Atlanta, if Atlanta wanted to make a move on Deshaun. Other than that, I don't know what else he'd say. Maybe he'd talk about the man upstairs always has a plan. There you go. Boom. You nailed it right there. That's what Dabo would say. By the... I mean, the good Lord has graced you with great ability. Technically, the Lord's already made this trade for Deshaun. There you go. That, that's something that he would say. What else uh, do you have for us here? How the hell did we name the spatula? Like, everything else in the kitchen does what its name is. Like, oh, refrigerator? It refrigerates thing. That checks out. A blender? Oh, it's blending. Okay, yada, yada, yada. A spatula. Spatting in my kitchen? No Spatulates. way. We're going to call it a flipper from now on. It's not a spatula. It's a flipper. I used to have a flipper that had a tooth in it. It was a retainer that had a tooth in it that I had to take out when I ate because I had one of my front teeth knocked out with, uh, by a BB gun as a kid. 
I don't think I've ever told that story on air. BB gun knocked out one of my front teeth. So I got braces to move my teeth around so I could get an implant. But what they don't tell you is you can't get the implant until you're 18 years old. And I had everything moved by the time I was 16. So I had to have a flipper my junior and senior years of high school. Which is a big part of the reason why I won best smile in my high school yearbook. My senior superlative. And they made sure I took the picture without my flipper in where I was smiling for the camera. Bringing up some bad memories here. Johnny tweets, and here's an unusual question. Where does the noise from the doorbell come from? There's like a, a little box in your house that you're probably like, oh, that, why is this box on the wall? That's generally where it comes from. Question asked, question answered. James in Yakinville. Give me an unusual question, James. Well, uh, what do you think's more likely? None of the one seeds make the final four? Or all of the ones he's make the final four. Wow! Thank you for the call, James. Hmm. Let me think on that. None of the one seeds make the final four. All of them. I'm going to go with all of them make the final four because 80% of tournaments dating back to 1985 have featured at least two teams. I think only once it's happened where all of them made the final four. That was the year that Ohio State faced Florida in the national title, if memory serves correct. UCLA was also in that final four with Kevin Love. I don't think Russell Westbrook was on that team. I could be wrong on that, though. Um, so I'd say all of them. It's more likely that that happens. Robert, I got another one here. Why can't St. Patrick's Day be celebrated the third Saturday in March? Like... It's a, it's a Wednesday. Who's going hard on a Wednesday outside of college students? We already do it with MLK Day. Hey, I get that it was his birthday on January 15th, but rather than just having MLK Day be every 15th, it's the third Monday in March, or January that we recognize Martin Luther King, and rightfully so. But, you know, St. Patrick, he passed away, I think, on March 17th, a long, long time ago. How about we do third Saturday? So that way, when you do your bar crawls and you wear your green and drink green beer, the next day, you have a day to recover before you can function in society again on Monday. Who's with me? I still think I'd rather have the day after the Super Bowl off instead. I asked the governor that question, Pat McCrory, when he was the governor. Hey, can we have a day off the day after the Super Bowl? And he thought it was the stupidest question ever. He thought it was an unusual question. Zach in Greensboro, give me an unusual question. Hey guys, um, is it is it weird to? Or let me ask you this way: what's what's the best way to put on your shoes? Do, do you guys go sock sock shoe shoe, or is it weird to go sock shoe sock shoe? Oh, an excellent question. Thank you for the call, Zach. Sounds like he was sleeping there with the sock shoe sock shoe, like old cartoons. We go like anyway. I normally put my sock, both my pairs of socks on, or yeah, my pair of socks on, I put those on, and then I put the shoes on. I don't do sock, shoe, sock, shoe. I think that would be weird. But how do you do it? I guess this is something that none of us would know or think about because you only have your own experience of doing so. You might know if your significant other does it, but where do you stand? Uh, I do both socks, both shoes. Okay, so you you and I are the same in this. Correct. Gosh, I wish I asked Zach if he did that. Does he put his socks on intermittently? That's a, that is a strange thing to do. That's an unusual thing to do. Do you want to close us out here, Robert, with an unusual question? Uh, yeah, why the hell are there so many mattress firms? Uh, if you'll look in just Winston... There's literally three less than 30 seconds away from each other, like on Haynes Mall Boulevard in Stratford. I live around there. Three mattress that. firms. And it's like this anywhere I've ever been in Greenville. If you look up Greenville, North Carolina, look how many bleeping mattress firms are there. Three things. Churches, mattress firms, storage units. They're all over the place. There's so many of them. Who is buying a mattress this often? So often that it would require three mattress firms to be in Winston-Salem. 
It, and the thing is, there I don't even think they're the only purveyor of fine mattresses. I think you can get good mattresses at other places. Like, So you would think competition would limit them. I need to see how many employees they have. Because everybody was, was quick to jump on Arby's and be like, oh, they must be some illegal drug running because nobody ever eats at Arby's. Mattress Firm is running the drugs. That and <laughs> Can you hit the hip-hop air horn? I know it's another bit. Just, just to absolve us of any litigation here from you. Libel and slander. I'm bringing them both to you. Mattress Firm. I ain't never bought a mattress from you in the past, and I won't in the future. Allegedly. It's a little sketchy. I don't know why you need so many brick-and-mortar stores. I'm going to throw another alleged, allegedly there for good measure. But it is a good observation that you bring up there. I got my Costco uh, mattress, and I'm happy. Very comfy mattress. I got it from Costco. That's what I do. And that has been unusual questions. I feel like we covered a lot of ground. What did you learn today? We put our shoes on the same way. Yeah. Let's stop looking for things that divide us and make us different and look at things that unite us. I'm sure there's many people in the triad right now that agrees with us here that you put on your socks first and then your shoes. Are you a guy that sleeps with your socks on? Hell no. Oh my God, no. I'm all the way in the nude, butt naked. That is not surprising. Also not me. I, you know, I have no issues sleeping with my socks on. Sometimes I take them off. It's, it's like a 50-50 game. Sometimes socks, sometimes no socks. But it sounds like you're pretty decided on that. How many seconds does it take before you take off your socks when you walk into your home? I, this is no joke. If you were to see, like, just looking in my front door, it would look like somebody shot me with a vaporizer gun or something because it's just, like, my clothes laying on the ground. And then there's me, like this nude Bigfoot. Okay. Zach tweets in. Zach, who just asked that question. He is also socks first, then shoes. See, are you really, Zach? Because I think he's full of it right here on Twitter. Why uh-huh. would you ask this question if yep. you were the normal way to yep. do it? I'm, I'm with Robert on this. I think he's felt shame and he wants to clear his name. But, Zach, it's cool. If you do sock, shoe, sock, shoe... And sound like you're some kind of cartoon snoring. That's cool. You just got to live up to that. Own up to that. Sports talk. Saluting a fellow sportsman. If you're talking about it. I'm talking truth. We're talking about it. Who are you talking to? Sports fans everywhere. This is Radio. The Drive with Josh Graham. When Roy passed Bob Knight on the career wins list last week, Brendan Marks was on the show, and he told us to be on the lookout for a story about the beginning of Roy Williams' career as a head coach. And surely enough, earlier today, Brendan's outstanding story on the athletic drop titled Gut Checks, Hardy's Burgers, and Dean's World, the story of Roy Williams' start at Kansas. There are so many details I could share about this, so you'll have to read the entire story to discover them all. But just a few highlights before we get to Brendan, Robert. Dean and Roy apparently both enjoyed fast food, where Dean was meeting with Kansas officials to vouch for Roy at a Hardee's, and then when Roy flew in for his interview, fresh off vacation, he gets a Hardee's cheeseburger. And I've seen enough people do this move, but I've never done it myself. Plain cheeseburger, take a bite out of it, and then wrap it back up and put it in the bag. Apparently that's what happened with Roy. Uh, Roy wasn't 100%. He puked in a Holiday Inn the night before this interview. And the gut check in the title, this is just great journalism on Brendan's part. It's a form of discipline for players I doubt you'd be able to do today where you'd have players run suicides three times and you have to do it in under 33 seconds. And for every second you're under 33, well, you, you accrue four points. And the reason points matter, you have to get to 100 in Roy's mind before you're done running. So that's a whole lot of running and a whole lot of puking, which is a good way to tie this together. So much in this story. Again, find it at The Athletic. Brendan Marks now joining us from The Athletic. And I'll start here. What detail made you feel like you uh, you 
discovered more about Roy, that you felt like you understood Roy a lot more upon learning the past week? There's a lot, Josh. You know, I think, you know, uh, there are so many cool details, cool cool little things, you know. Um, The idea of of Roy being such a quote-unquote desirable candidate that, uh, you know, Kansas sends a green Plymouth minivan for him to be picked up in, uh, I I thought that was really cool. You know, one other thing I thought was interesting was you mentioned how uh, Coach Williams was coming back from a vacation uh, when he went to go interview for Kansas. In his first meeting uh, with anyone from Kansas, and that was with Athletic Director Bob Frederick, obviously, uh, Bob's son Brad is now an assistant under Roy at UNC. Uh, they met, and and Roy's wife Wanda was sitting ten feet away the whole time, just reading a book as this is all going on. So um, I, I think it just sort of gave you a, a better look at um, the unorthodox beginning to Roy Williams' career. And certainly, I, I don't think that it's one that could ever be replicated today. Just the circumstances of everything that was going on with that job at the time. Uh, but no, it's it's fascinating to think about how unknown he was back then compared to, obviously, the, the legend and Hall of Famer that he is today. You said that at the end. Uh, there's no way this could happen in 2021. The meeting happened in an airport. I don't think you can get past security that type of way with uh, post-9-11, the way that the Kansas AD did in Atlanta before they went on vacation. The Wanda piece of it's great for you to point out because she loves to travel with Roy to recruiting trips. I remember seeing him in eastern North Carolina recruiting a kid out of Kinston and another who turned out to be Dayron Sharp. Um, in South Central, and when I think he officially offered, Wanda was along with him just because she wanted to go out east with Roy, and yeah, they, they both have that mutual interest in basketball. But looking at the game on Friday night, I don't think it's a good matchup. When North Carolina goes up against teams that like to slow it down, they have problems. I first thought of Clemson and Virginia, which were tough losses in ACC play, and it immediately sent another red flag up when Roy was asked, hey, who, who do they remind you of? And the first name he, he brought up was Iowa, another game that didn't turn out well for North Carolina this year. I, I, I'm leaning Wisconsin when I look at this. How do you view the matchup? Yeah, I, I actually would disagree with you, Josh. I, I side with UNC on this one. I think that um, the things that are most important to the Tar Heels are the things that West or that Wisconsin, excuse me, doesn't exactly thrive in. So you look at UNC as the number one offensive rebounding team in the country. Wisconsin is not a very good defensive rebounding team. So so there's opportunities there. And I say this not disrespectfully, but I don't know that there is a softer team in the country that starts two six ten guys than Wisconsin. I mean, uh, Nate Roivers and Michael Potter are good players. Don't get me wrong. But certainly they, I don't think, are going to be able to compete with the physicality of Armando Baycott, De'Ron Sharp, Walker Kessler, assuming his ankle is good to go, Garrison Brooks. Um, so I think that those are opportunities for UNC to take advantage of. And at the same time, Wisconsin defensively doesn't turn opponents over a ton. And, and those are games, uh, you know, you talk about Clemson, you talk about Virginia, those are games when UNC turns the ball over a lot. So I, I actually do think that even with the slower place, UNC is going to be able to get enough extra possessions via the glass to sort of mitigate the tempo. And I, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game in any way. I think aesthetically it's not going to be very pleasing. Um, but for right now, I would narrowly go with UNC to upset the Badgers uh, on Friday night. I thought you would let that slip, Robert. I really did with the uh, the reference of Armando Baycott. I didn't know that was going to get in there, but good ear on your part on Twitter at Brendan R. Marks. He joins us from The Athletic. So I assume you got your bracket filled out. I like three Big 12 teams to get to the Final Four. Everybody's talking about the Big 10. I like experience. I like great coaching. I like toughness. I think the Big 12 brings that. I've got Baylor. I got West Virginia. I got Texas in my Final Four. But Gonzaga winning it all like pretty much everyone else I've talked to. How does your bracket look? Yeah, I, I have uh, still not gone through and completed my whole official one, but I've certainly been staring <laughs> at this thing basically since it came out on Sunday. Um, the I think the only region I feel really good about is Gonzaga, and that's not just because the Zags are a great team and it's not just because they match up well with everyone in their region, um, but you're talking about the three and four seeds having issues with COVID-19 right now. Their practice time is going to be cut short. Um, you know, the two seed is a team that Gonzaga obviously knows well and is capable of handling, so... I really like Gonzaga out of that reason. Outside of that, I think there's some, some flexibility. I like you. I like Texas a lot. Um, 
you know, having seen Texas play earlier this year live in Asheville at the Asheville Maui Invitational, um, I was really impressed with the Longhorns. And I know that they've slipped a little bit, but um, they have strong guard play. I think Jericho Sims is like a ready-made big man for the tournament. And then on the other side, I, 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 Baylor has not been defending the same way. And I think that Baylor is probably still susceptible to being upset before it gets to this point. But I don't think there is a really strong secondary contender coming out of the South region. Ohio State's the two, but I think they have um, surpassed sort of their their uh, expectations, obviously. They're playing beyond what their talent says that they should be able to. Uh, Villanova, obviously, is dealing with a couple of injuries right now. They're, Arkansas is, is a fast-paced team, but their offense can go stagnant. Colgate's going to be a tough test for them. I, I just don't feel good about anyone in that region other than Baylor. And then lastly, I love Illinois. Just flat up, I love Illinois. I think they're a great team, and I think that them and Gonzaga will be in the championship. And I, I like you, Josh. I have Gonzaga winning the whole thing. There you go. I said it yesterday. I'm taking Gonzaga versus the field. Not a popular thing to do, but that's I feel that strongly about the Zags. Uh, and they'd be the first unbeaten team that they won since Bobby Knight and the 76 Hoosiers did so way back when in 1976. Brendan Marks. Maybe you can write a story about that team when things get uh, all said and done, considering how good of a job you did taking us in the time capsule back to the late 80s. Find the story again at The Athletic. Really good stuff from Brendan. It's titled Gut Checks, uh, Hardy's Burgers, and Dean's Word, the story of Roy Williams' start at Kansas. Brendan Marks on Twitter at Brendan R. Marks. We'll chat next week. Brendan, thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for having me, Josh. And, uh, you know, we got to subscription promotion going on at the athletic right now if you don't already um it's a dollar a month right now you a can't find dollar. a better deal out there yeah worth every penny uh brendan mark a dollar brendan mark's joining us from the athletic so he likes gonzaga i like gonzaga if you got good picks to bring in robert's about to unveil another region for us he already has oregon into the final four picking wisconsin too so me and robert both on the wisconsin train a little bit be for one game, Robert, through the entire region. I'm interested in what Ed and Winston-Salem thinks. Ed now joining us. Ed, who do you got in your final four? Who's winning? Okay, I got three of the four that you got. The only difference I have, I've got uh, Illinois, and I've got the same two, uh, Baylor and Gonzaga, playing for the championship, and uh, Gonzaga, you know, winning it uh, all. And uh, just to make one point, uh, I don't. You may already know this fact. You probably do, but in since uh, you know the NCAA and Carolina played in eight nine uh, slots, yeah, uh, there's there's there uh, sixteen and four. I don't know if that really means anything or not. <laughs> but you and uh, Brendan both made uh, valid points on on your choices. But I might have to go with my uh, Tar Heels. There, there you so. go. Ride your Tar Heels. There you go. It's Ed and Winston-Salem. He's behind the Tar Heels there. And he already heard his final four as well. Thank you so much for the call, Ed. How about it? Bringing stats. I love that about Ed. It's one of those deals. People don't know how to disagree with each other anymore. It's got to be all-out war. I I, I like Wisconsin to win the game. I'm going to be honest. And... Brendan feels differently. Apparently, Bobby Crimmins feels differently as well. We'll see who's right Friday night, 7 o'clock. That's how these things work. Robert, how would you do at three suicides in less than 33 seconds and for however many seconds you're under it, which is what you want to do? No. You add about four. I would fail. Four points. You don't even have to explain it. You need to get to 100. You can stop. I, I, I would fail. Unless you're talking about the suicides where you're mixing all the drinks available in the McDonald's lobby, then I could probably do three of those. Yeah, no ice. Uh, both Dean and Roy like Hardee's. You ever do that when you, you ever take a bite out of a burger and then decide I'm going to roll this back up and eat it later? Nah, I don't I don't roll it back up, but I do always take the bottom bun off of sandwiches. I think it just makes them ten times better. What? Yeah, I mean, it's just like blocking your tongue. So, if, like, you take the bread out of the way and you bite straight into the meat, it's meat right on your tongue so you can taste it better. At least that's how I look at it. You I, take away the bottom bun? Yeah, it's useless. It, there's no use for a bottom bun besides holding. And, I, I mean, you got napkins, you got a sink. It's not like I'm going to walk around with greasy fingers all day. 
Robert felt pretty good about having Oregon and Wisconsin through to the Final Four. He was telling me he didn't feel that confident in his pick this time. I'm interested to know who he picked. No, I'm just not done. I, I don't know. It, it's it's down to the uh, Elite Eight game. Wow. I don't know who to put through. We're going to have to do it in real time. We're going to figure that out in real time here. It's Florida State and Michigan's region. It is the East, even though everything's held in Indianapolis. Find out who Robert has in his bracket in the East region. Next. It's The Drive with Josh Graham on Sports Hub Triad. Joining us from a frozen food section near you, Adam Gold, now with us here on Sports Hub Triad. A lot to get to. Um, Are we going with... TV dinner tonight, or are you getting? Uh-huh. What are we pulling hungry here? Man. <laughs> a little Swanson's Hungry Man action. You know me. No, I'm not in the supermarket today. I actually haven't been in the supermarket in a long time when uh, uh, when we're scheduled to do these. He's on Twitter at a gold fan. Listen to the Adam Gold Show noon to three on Sports Hub Triad. Uh, what should my level of concern be with the NCAA tournament? In terms of its security from COVID, when you consider all these things side by side, you have Jordan Cornette's tweet saying coaches are worried about players being motivated to play because of how bad the food is. A coach that seemed like it was Nate Oates texting Matt Norlander about the fish not being up to his standards, only to have coaches <laughs> like Wes Miller dunking on that said coach on this very radio show and others texting Mac that the fish is just fine. But then more serious stuff like Ted Valentine and Roger Ayers being sent home among six officials, not allowed to work because their food uh, was not ready, as was their rooms. So they had to go eat elsewhere, and they uh, seemed to have contracted a positive test as a result of that. And then we were chatting with North Carolina, Roy Williams today, and, and, and Armando Baycott, and Garrison Brooks. And they said that you know the Wi-Fi can't even hook up my my Xbox or PlayStation to play games because the Wi-Fi is so bad. And I can attest to that being true because Roy Williams froze on his screen, his laptop, three saw, times during the call. So I saw all, that. All that together, it's not fire festival, but how concerned should we be about how the NCAA is going to get 68 teams in one spot? and keep COVID out? All right. There are, to me, there are really just two issues. Uh, in terms of should we be concerned, well, yeah, but we didn't need uh, you know, one referee testing positive for that to be the case. I mean, the virus hasn't been eradicated simply because, uh, you know, what is it, one-third of the population has had at least one vaccine dose. So we're still dealing with the global pandemic, which shows up uh, everywhere at all times. You can see you can go on any dashboard. You can see how many cases per day and all that. And whenever you bring a bunch of people together and Indiana is more of an open state than others, uh, you're going to have issues. So you, we, we should always be concerned about that. Uh, real quick to the referee. Nobody got the covid at the Harry and Izzy's. Yes, they showed up in Indianapolis with that. And it was just the contact tracing situation that sent the other five guys home. It's so true. It was, to hold you up real quick, it's so true that you say that, and I'm glad you spelled it out that way because it was the issue I had with people that assumed last week that both Duke and Virginia contracted positive tests in Greensboro, and it was a management no. problem in Greensboro when the science would suggest otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it was an incubation period. So, uh, yeah, nobody sh- no, they didn't order you know what, I'm going to have the filet, but you know what, instead bring me coronavirus. That was not, that that didn't happen. Uh, So that, as for all the other stuff, I talked about this a few times today. Um, My overarching problem with the way college sports has been uh, talked about this year, and I think I've talked about it plenty to the point, I'm sure, of annoyance is that we have completely robbed the players, the athletes, and I will put college students in this boat as well, of the experience of being 
college students, college athletes, the NCAA tournament, these kids are in lockdown. Like, that's not fun. That's why I ask every single coach when they come on, has this been fun for your players? Uh, Nobody has simply said, oh, yeah, sure, they're having a blast, because they're not. They can't be. Um, So, yeah, this is the way this is being played out where you've got to show up and you've got to be in your room for like four days and then you can go out for an hour. I actually talked to Wes today and we're going to have him on the show tomorrow. Uh, they were, they were enjoying their one hour out of their hotel room to go walk or go uh, play uh, cornhole at the baseball stadium or, or badminton. I'm like, really? I was, I'm, I can't wait to ask him about the puzzles in the room. Uh, it's just, it's, it's awful. It's a terrible experience for the players. Sure. The basketball is good, uh, but they're not getting the experience they're supposed to get. Not what they signed up for. Do you think as a result, you'll see some guys that you might think are going pro decide to come back? I think about Dayron Sharp, who I know in Eastern North Carolina, his family loves the Tar Heels. He loved, loved the Tar Heels growing up. He's projected to be a first round draft pick, but probably not in the lottery. I'm thinking about guys like that. If you never got the college experience that you dreamed about playing for Roy Williams in North Carolina in Dayron's case, does that inspire you to say, all right, I'll give it another run? I don't think anybody comes back because they got cheated out of an NCAA tournament. The only reason you come back is if you're not going to be drafted as high as you want to be drafted. Uh, And that might be the case for Dayron Sharp. Um, And maybe they'll even say the right things, but – there isn't anybody that's coming back because, man, I really want to have the NCAA tournament experience. That's not, that's not a substitute for, uh, for realizing your dream, which is to play in the NBA. So I, just, I don't think anybody's making that decision. Um, hey, the closest we have had to a legit player really wanting to come back was Zion, who wanted to come back and play another year or yeah. two because he loved it. Um, but, I mean, his parents were like, no, nah, man, you can't. <laughs> there's 700 billion gazillion billion dollars waiting for you tomorrow you you can't risk that uh so you have to go but he wanted to come back and play another year he did night before he said he was going to come back to duke to his parents and then the morning after his parents as you said told him that's not the smart move to for you moving forward adam gold's with us here at a gold fan listen to the adam gold show from noon to three tomorrow including west miller on the show Make sure to yep. remind him about that knuckle sandwich that might be coming his way from Leonard Hamilton, who Dick, told us. Uh, Dick Vitale as well tomorrow. Ooh, Dickie V. You can find yeah. that tomorrow on Sports Hub Triad. Bridget Condon, reporter in Raleigh, just tweeted this out. Duke basketball has had seven players test positive, and it's taken up to a week for it to show. Interested to find if that is true, if that report from uh, Bridget from ABC 11 is true, how does that make you think, how how worried do you uh, become about Virginia, who had something very similar happen to them, except they're the one out of 68 teams that has not arrived in Indianapolis yet? I mean, I was worried about it before. This doesn't change. It, it, it really confirms uh, what I've thought about this whole situation. Um, it, don't, it just takes one. It just takes one, and especially with the way the rules are written in the protocol. Hey, look, maybe, uh, maybe Virginia will have five guys that are okay, and they can just throw five guys out in the court, and that's good for the NCAA, uh, which, of course, is a fraud. But um, I'm, it's my, I have the same level of concern. We're, gonna have, we're probably going to have teams that are going to be compromised severely. Uh, and hey, look. Depending on who you've got in the pool, I hope it isn't your team. You know, if you have uh, West Virginia going to the Final Four, I hope West Virginia doesn't come down uh, with a bunch of positive tests. It's but it's the reality of the situation as we are today. I mean, all year long, teams have been shut down due to COVID. Virginia Tech didn't play for ten days before the ACC tournament. I do have West Virginia in my Final Four, by the way. I hope I hope that's the case. I hope they're able. I to have get them in there. my Elite Eight. Mm. Illinois. Too many people are on the Illinois train for me to continue jumping on the Illinois train. Hey, no I, I decided to pick team only teams that I had seen at least once. Yeah, uh, and I have seen Illinois once. I have not seen West Virginia at all. They don't play defense the way they normally do. It's not press Virginia, but.
but they score a heck of a lot. And I think it's just fitting in the year that everybody's dressing casually that Bob Huggins finds himself in the Final Four. I think that would be oh, the most man. fitting thing to happen. But Huggy does the dress pants with the uh, with the pullover <laughs> quarter zip windbreaker. I don't he, even get that. He might be the only fat college basketball coach. It's it's amazing. There aren't really fat college basketball coaches modern day. I mean, we don't have to go through the old Utah coach and many other examples here. But Can I just tell you that I ran into Bob Huggins at a bar in Salt Lake City in 2003. Uh, and Huggins was there with three University of Cincinnati cheerleaders. It was Huggins, another guy, and three UC cheerleaders uh, posting up at a bar in Salt Lake City. It was an amazing effort. Huggy Bear. AG, what do you yeah. got for dinner tonight? Uh, I have homemade spaghetti sauce and Sicilian meatballs tonight. Robert, what's for dinner? I'm doing dinner at my dad's, and every year for St. Patrick's Day, they do the whole corned beef, cabbage, that kind of thing. So, well, that's very traditional. Very true. But I'm a I'm a big fan of cabbage and corned beef, so it works for me. My girlfriend hasn't given me the destination in Summerfield, but they're having like an outdoor St. Patrick's Day socially distanced like food truck with some live music as well. So I have the choice. You can help me choose what's for dinner tonight. I have the menu. A Reuben slider, a crispy chicken lassie sandwich with coleslaw, pesto, dill pickles, uh, and spicy aioli sauce, or should I go Irish cabbage and a roasted pita panini? Well, the last two of that has nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day, so you can't do that. <laughs> nothing to do there has never been anybody at a traditional st patrick's day feast uh that had a spicy whatever aioli they don't even understand that so <laughs> stay away from that but i like the uh, the reuben sliders all right that's the plan i'm gonna go with the reuben slider tonight that's what's for dinner and that's also been adam gold joining us here on sports up try to look forward to hearing wes and dickie v tomorrow on the show yeah it should be fun thanks man you got on twitter at a gold fan Visits with us each and every week. Coming up, why a Deshaun Watson trade is coming. And it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Keep it here on a Wednesday drive.